In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone, to Paying It Forward this week. This is Josephine Jirasi, your host speaking. And as follow-up to my show last week, I just wanted to let everyone know that I did attend Tori Johnson's Spark and Hustle conference that was held in Manhattan um, last week. And I have to say, oh, my goodness, I was so pumped after being three days in a room with such powerful women. It was just amazing. I got to meet such influential um, people such as uh, Liz Lang. She was amazing. Simon T. Bailey was, uh, he gave such an incredible inspirational speech and um, I'm so thrilled that they're actually going to be guests on Paying It Forward. Also, we had Nell Merlino on. It's probably been almost a year now since she's been a guest. And she whispered in my ear that she'd actually love to come back to Pay and Give Forward. So uh, we'll be booking Nell again. So it was just a great show. And I want to say hi to all of uh, my fellow mom entrepreneurs that I met this past weekend at the conference. I know that uh, we have a lot of people listening in today. So um, one of the sponsors of the show, uh, of the conference, was actually a man by the name of Jack Nadell. He is a true entrepreneur at heart, and he was just such an amazing man because he actually set up um, a scholarship fund for those entrepreneurs who really just could not make the conference unless they had somebody um, supporting them financially a little. And um, he was he's just an amazing man. He and his wife, you know, did this foundation and it helped an awful lot of people. So um, what a great man Jack was. So anyway, Jack had written, written a book. It's called Use What You Have to Get What You Want, A Hundred Basic Ideas That Mean Business. And it's a great little book that he gave to all of the attendees at the conference. And I was reading through it, and I thought that this was a great um, tip. So, Jack Nadell, thank you for your tip. This will be my opening to paying it forward this week. So, the business tip of the week is number 13, page 13 in Jack Nadell's book. Does it work? Will it last? Who wants it? 
If you can say yes to the first two questions and see a big demand in answer to the third, it's a winner. Shortly after highlighter pens were introduced to the marketplace, Jack Nadell had the idea to put a highlighter on the opposite end of a regular ballpoint pen. It worked well and the sales were excellent to millions of people that welcomed the convenience of the unique ability of this pen to write and highlight with the same instrument. So I, th- I thought that was a great tip. Well, okay, moving right along. I am just so excited with my guest today. Allison Lamar um, was actually referred to me by Allison Laprete. Allie Laprete, she's one of our fellow hosts here on the Tokenet station. And Allie had said to me, Josephine, you have to download some of Allison's stuff because it's really, really helpful. And one of the very first things I downloaded was the series called Digging Deep or Digging Deeper. And it was mind-boggling how helpful this whole entire series was to me. So with that, I got in touch with Allison Lamar, and I said, Allison, do you have time to be on my show, um, Paying It Forward? And she so kindly was thrilled to be a guest. So with that, let's welcome Allison Lamar to Paying It Forward. Hi, Allison. Good morning. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> Allison, I I believe in you so much. I think you are just an amazing person. I I can't wait to share your story with my listeners because you are just an inspiration and you were just so young to be so successful. And um, I can't wait to hear your story. So, Allison, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Starting at a very young age, did you ever think you were really going to be an entrepreneur? Honestly, the thought never crossed my mind. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in a, a very um, small, conservative, protected community in our south of Houston, Texas. Uh-huh. My dad is a preacher, and my mom was a teacher. So oh, wow. very you know, conservative, stable, solid, grassroots upbringing. And I was taught... You know, the, the traditional mindset of work hard, do the right thing, you know, study hard, get good grades, but believe in yourself. And my parents both really weaved a, a fabric of belief into me that you can do anything you put your mind to. I just, I never stopped to think what that might be, you know, at a young age. But I, I, I did grow up with a belief of nothing is impossible. But oh, that's I didn't come amazing. From business background, and they didn't have business background, you know, either. So, so no, entrepreneurship wasn't at the top of my list as a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, no lemonade stands hot, Allison. Correct. Correct. That's so funny. But Allison, I must agree with you. I have. I was one of eleven children growing up, if you can believe it. And wow. we, we did not come from a lot. My parents were truly, truly hard workers. And my mom was the stay-at-home mom, obviously taking care of all 11 of us. And like your parents, my mom had instilled in me that nothing can hold you down. If you set your mind to something, you can accomplish it. And I think that's what get, brings us success. And it's so important for all of us to try to do the same for our own children. Absolutely. So um, I think that's great. So Allison... Tell us about, you know, growing up 
and you know where where did you go to school and what did you do after college? Absolutely. You know, I went to school at uh, Texas A&M University. I got a marketing degree there. I went through, I started off as a a pre-med major and realized how quickly I was not groomed for math and science. Okay. I I hopped from that into general studies and I worked out my, I I, uh, spent a semester or two sowing my wild oats and and figuring out (laughs) who I I didn't want to be in life. And, okay. and uh, I actually had a, a friend of mine, you know, talk to me just about, um, wh- I always loved, like, studying billboards and, and looking at the marketing of things and going, oh, that's fun, that's creative, that's really smart. And that kind of landed me into the school of business and where I, I got a marketing degree. And I went immediately, uh, I, I hopped through a couple of jobs right out of college and ended up in corporate banking, of all places. Oh, wow. And, and was there when I um, started grad school, and I was in the MBA program at a private school in Dallas uh, whenever I was first introduced to the concept, you know, of, of entrepreneurship, studying really the difference between, you know, corporations and, you know, small business owners. And, and at the same time, I was learning about it. In a, at a really deep level in a textbook, I was also living it because I was looking around me. You know, I was working a 50 or 60 hour week in corporate banking. I was uh, traveling half the time between Dallas and Manhattan. I was um, at school at night and on the weekends. And by my second semester into grad school, all the women around me were dropping like flies. And, and yeah. I began to realize, you know, what was happening. And it was that either you know, they were, they were realizing the sacrifice that they were going to have to make to really compete in that world and, and make the decision between family or career. And I did not have kids at the time. I was a, a newlywed. But I thought, you know, five, ten years down the road, I don't want to be back in the corner of having to make that decision. And I looked at, the, I looked at my bosses. I looked at the people further up the, you know, quote-unquote career ladder and I realized that, yeah, sure, they made great incomes, but I saw them more than their families did. And that wasn't the type of story I wanted to tell. That wasn't who I wanted to be. And that wasn't, those weren't the types of decisions that I wanted to be having to choose between. So I, I think that was part of what allowed me to begin to create success at a young age was just, thank goodness, I saw it early enough and realized that's not who I want to be. And if I... If I continue on this path, that's exactly who I'm going to have to become. So I need to make some different choices really quickly. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Allison, like yourself, I also, I lived in Manhattan. I was among the hustle and the bustle. I worked for large financial institutions, and it is just a complete different life. And I have to tell you, I absolutely loved every minute while I was in it, but I, just like yourself, had decided, wait a minute, it's fun now. It's not going to be so fun leaving the house at 5.30 in the morning to be on a train, to travel into Manhattan to never even see my kids and um, it's just so amazing how many women feel the same way that we do but we're talented and we don't want to just sit home and not do anything and the wheels are turning and that's why there's so many um, moms 
you know, who have successful stay-at-home businesses. So right. I, right. I think that that's great. And um, I love all of your work, Allison. I can't wait to hear more about um, everything you do to help. Not only do you help the stay-at-home moms or the work, I should say, work-at-home moms, but mm-hmm. you help all corporations and you bring people to the next level. Um, I don't know if you know, but I... I gave you a new title, Allison. It's called Master. Oh boy. <laughs> it's called Master of the Coaches. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Living your dream life. So um, I think that that's great. So we just have 15 seconds before we're going to go to break here. But when we come back, I can't wait to hear all about, you know, the good business tips that you have, you know, for so many women here. So here we go. We're going to break and we'll be back shortly with Allison Lamar. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Allison Lamar as our wonderful guest today. So Allison and I were just discussing the fact that we decided to switch our careers, and um, 
for myself, I invented Glovies while my kids were very young and I decided to start my own business. But, you know, to make a decision like that, you really have to come up with a strategic plan. And there is no better person, in my opinion, who can talk about professional and personal strategic plans than Allison. So, Allison, you know, can you fill us in on, you know, how we can get started with a plan, how we should be thinking about this? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Uh, We always look at where we come in life. You know, when when you look backward, everything had a purpose. And when I was working for this uh, global bank, you know, major corporate America, I somehow landed in the strategic planning department for one of the major divisions of this bank. And, And I watched them, you know, plan out three years at a time based on the the overarching vision and goal that was handed down to them, you know, from the powers that be up the up the ladder somewhere. And I thought, how interesting that we don't do this with our own lives as people. And it, it really allowed me to transfer that same concept to my own life. And and whenever I teach the concept of strategic planning, I always start with one phrase. Start with the end in mind. Yeah, I Start love that, Allison. I think that's so, so important because my mentor has done the same exact thing with me, and it has been an incredible help. So, okay, start with the end in mind. So, all right, Allison, tell us more. Okay, here's what I would share. And, and I'm going to use a little bit of uh, Texas vernacular with you, so tell me if I need to try. <laughs> but here, here's what I, I believe. It can be challenging to hit a moving target. But it is darn near impossible to hit an invisible one. Absolutely. And most people, you know, what we do, what we're trained to do by society is just kind of float through life and just react to the things that are going on around us. But we never stop and say, okay, you know, let's say 20 years from now, and and in one of the the coaching programs, it's the very first thing I have everybody do is we map out a 20-year vision for our life. Who do we want to be 20 years from now? When we look back, what do we want our career to have said? What do we want our family to have said? What do we want our finances to look like? What do we want our physical health to look like? Who do we want to be as an influence in the community 20 years from now? And then we break that down to 10 years from now, so we're halfway there. And then we cut that in half again, so we're five years from now. And then we look at one year. So we go all the way down to 2010, five years, and then one year from now. And we look at, okay, what do I need to do in the next 12 months? And what could I do with 12 months of consistent effort in that direction? Yeah, that's key. And when we key. break it down, it, yeah, it gives us a roadmap, right? Yeah, that's key. The consistency is so important. That was one thing I took away from the conference that they that it said whatever you put into your business, you will get out. So we're all juggling a lot of things, but if you don't put the time in and be consistent, you get what you put in. So I right. think that's key. That's so important, Allison. So as as we're as we're thinking through that and, and looking at it, you know Really, human nature is not consistent. Would you agree? I mean, Absolutely. You know, look at our diet plans and our workout plans and our, our financial plans. And, and so 
something that's really powerful with this process of strategic planning and, and starting with the end in mind is when you write these things down, when you create the 20-year vision across these different areas of your life and then you break it down, it almost looks like a, a chart of your life. And when you've got it in writing, it makes such a big difference. I mean, you know, that's, what is that? You know, rule number one in goal setting is put it down on paper. Absolutely. You know, Allison, as a mom entrepreneur, I have to tell you, when I started out with my business, I always had so many ideas rolling around in my head. It wasn't until I bought like one notebook and just decided to put it down that it cleared my mind. And then when you put your thoughts down on paper, they become your goals. And once you have your goals, it's, it's a challenge. And we're entrepreneurs for a reason because we love the challenge. And if we can go after that challenge, that is what brings the success, in my opinion. (laughs) I I, I couldn't agree more. And and then the thing about it is once we get the goals on paper, it allows us also to to deal in reality and crunch the numbers and and work the numbers. And, you know, as, as work from home moms or entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of times that's where we begin to slip off track a little bit because a lot of us aren't wired. You know, women as a whole are not really wired to think objectively and in the black and white of the numbers as much as men are. And I think this is one of the big things is when you learn to work the numbers, it takes the emotion out of the equation. And when you can gain control of your emotion you will gain control of your income. You gain control of your results because emotions lie and numbers don't. Yeah, that's so, so true. I'll tell you, Allison, my listeners know I have just spent like the past three months doing paperwork, trying to help my husband with his business and getting all the papers in order. And I'll tell you, it's the unknown that is so scary. It's not knowing what that outstanding balance is. It's always wondering, you know, is it as bad as I really think it is? But meanwhile, if you just really take the time, like you said, to work the numbers, to really know your numbers, not just look at them, but to get to understand, well, what am I spending money on? Why am I spending it? Can I save money? All of this stuff adds up to your solid foundation in your business. So I agree with you 100%. Work and know your numbers, and um, that'll give you the confidence, financial confidence. Right. And I think that really is what's going to separate us as women in business from somebody that creates true, long-term, sustainable success for our family versus somebody who just works when they feel like it and piddles and plays. And, and it's really, it, it, it separates a hobby from a business. Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. You know, it's really, it's tough for the mom entrepreneurs, Allison. I mean, you have a young son, right? How old is your son? He just, we just spent his third birthday at Disney World. Oh, how cute is that? I'll tell you, I love Disney. I could go there 10 times, and it's it's not for me. It's to see the expression on the kid's face. It's right, really, right. it's a beautiful thing. But it's really hard when we're juggling so many things. And, I mean, I love everything that I'm doing, but the one thing is, if you love it and you're having fun, that's great. I guess that's considered a hobby. But if you love it so much... 
that you can actually make money on it, I guess that's what makes it the business. Am I right? Is that how we're separating the hobby and the business, Allison? You know, I'm separating the two by hobbies you spend money on, businesses make you money. Okay. All right. And, and if, you, if you treat your, you know, quote, so, many, so many women that I coach and mentor, they, they say they're running a business, but they treat it like a hobby and that they do it just when they have leftover time or when, you know, things get settled at home or when, uh, you know, when it's convenient. Where, and if you treat it like a hobby in leftover convenient time, it's going to pay you like a hobby. But if you treat it like a business, you're accountable to it. You're disciplined in it. You show up every day. You know, you go to work, you get paid. You don't go, you don't get paid. And, and if you treat it like a business, then it can begin to pay you like a business. So, so I really look at the two of it as your, your investment consistently in it and then the return you get from it. Yeah, I think that that's amazing. And Allison, just to go back to what you were saying before, to write things down, uh-huh. I think it's so important. I What I had to do for myself, because in my mind, I really thought I was working 40 hours on my business. Right. But when I actually took out a calendar, broke it down by day, broke it down by hour, and started logging in my time, I started to realize, like, wait a second. I really wasn't logging in the 40 hours. By the time I was running to the school to pick up the kids, to bring them back, to do homework, and all the interruptions during the day, in actuality, I was working less. I mean, the following Uh week, I could have been working 50 hours, but it was too inconsistent for me, and it wasn't working. So when I sat down and really started to say, you know what, if I'm going to take care of the house, because lots of us are managing our house as well, our house, our families, our businesses, when I was able to break it down by hour and say, okay, for the next two hours, I'm going to just work on anything that has to do with my house, and then for the next couple of hours, four or five hours, I try to do chunks of time. I'm just going to work on my business. And then when the kids go to bed, I'll work another three hours on my business. That's how I was able to physically see that I was logging in eight hours a day. So at least at the end of the week, I knew I could honestly say I worked full time on my job. And it, it allows you to figure out, you know, how many hours you're putting in and then it allows you to figure have I reached my goals and have I um, taken the income in? You right. Know. Well, and, and you, you just hit on so many critical components. You know, one of the things that I find is that a lot of us, we, we spend a lot more time thinking about our business than actually working in our business. And, and so we assign that thought time to productivity, which is not the same thing at all. And we wonder why we're not seeing full-time results. It's because we're spending more time thinking about it than we are actually doing it. So that's why I loved your time study. I'm a big, big fan of time studies, and I have all of my all of my clients do massive time studies so that they can be aware of the difference in, you know, you may be thinking about your business 40, 50, 60 hours a week, but only spending 17, 20, 25 hours in it because of the start, stop, start, stop that, you know, you just mentioned. And, and then when you talked about breaking and chunking your time down into different segments, that's so important because those boundaries between your personal time and your professional time allow you the clarity of mind and to really get some good focused time in. You know, we've all been there. We try to, 
you know, put a load of laundry in and then run and make some phone calls and, you know, load the right. dishwasher and then go over. And that's just, your mind doesn't process that way. Yeah, I think you're so right. I can't wait to hear more, Allison, how you actually managed to be successful and have the life you really want. So we'll be back shortly, uh, right after this commercial. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, right after these on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey, Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, a live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central, on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Levinsky. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. So, Allison... I am just curious. So, do you know how can we go from personal chaos to strategic success? Can you lead <laughs> us in the right direction? Because, Allison, there are days I wake up, I look at my office, and I just feel like, oh my gosh, a bomb just went off in here. I get so overwhelmed. I don't even know how to begin. So, yep. what kind of advice do you have for, um, for for me and my listeners, how we can get that, throw away that chaos and move towards success. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to call it a brain dump. Hmm. Okay. And that's, I that's, love it. What I, that's what I'm going to recommend that we all do whenever we get to that point where we feel like we are about to internally combust from that feeling of overwhelm. <laughs> you know, yes. so much on our plate. Where do we start? Where do we do? And we feel like we're just about to drown in all of it. Yes. I'm going to recommend when you hit that point that you stop, you get, you remove yourself from the clutter, okay? 
the, the physical clutter in our surrounding space, physical clutter leads to mental clutter. So grab a notebook and a pen and remove yourself from the clutter. Get out of the space where you feel like you're, you're most uh, tempted to react, okay? So okay. if that's going out to a quiet place in the backyard or getting some headphones and going to a Starbucks, you know, get away from your computer, away from your phone, and just get where you can clear your mind and do a brain dump. And a brain dump is literally dumping all of those overwhelming, catastrophic, explosive thoughts that are going on in your mind onto a piece of paper. And it's making a master list of every single thing you're responsible for. You know, honestly, women are responsible for, you know, four, five, six different full-time jobs. You know, managing the affairs of your household is a full-time job. Yeah, Allison, it's it's so funny that you should say that. I met with my mentor last night. I went to his office. He has, like, this incredible office. Everything's so organized. It kind of intimidates me a little because if you come into my office, I tend to be a very organized person also. But I will tell you, just looking around my office right now, I have a little um, stroller that my daughter has her little doll and a blanket in. I have her pocketbook makeup. have you know my son's coloring books all of this is going on but like you said um i was talking to him last night about you know he has his one list of things to do and he looked at me he said josephine i could never do what you're doing my wife handles all of that and the only thing i have to do is handle my business and i said well larry what i need to do is get like four um four clipboards And on the four clipboards, I have to do house. I have to do school because I have three kids going to three different schools. Mm -hmm. I'm the den leader for Cub Scouts. I need another one for that. I all of this. I have my radio show. I have my business. So you're right, Allison. The chaos and the overwhelm is because we all have so much on our plate. But um, I don't know what is the answer, Allison. (laughs) Well, here's, here's what I've found, is that if I can get it all into one place, okay, then I can begin to breathe some order into the chaos. Okay. Okay, and, and, you know, really, order is the absence of chaos, right? And, sure. and moving forward and making quantum leap progress is going to be impossible when chaos rules the roost. So we've got to find a way to breathe some order and to get a grip on our situation so that we're not, you know, chasing our tail all day everywhere we go. I mean, how how many times have we all been in a situation where, you know, we start off a month with a really great goal, great expectations, and by the end of the month, our our list of successes isn't any longer and our to-do list isn't any shorter. And it's because we just spend all month long running in place, reacting to the urgent things without investing any focused energy in the important things. Am I making sense? Absolutely. I, I call it ring around the rosy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so here's what I would say. Put that, start to make a list of your master list, everything you're responsible for, personal life, finances, professional life, you know, Everything that falls under your umbrella of responsibility. Okay. Then, once you've got that entire list done, I want you to go back through the list, and we're going to do two things with it. We're going to split it into 
professional tasks and personal tasks. Okay? And, and literally make the list that definitive. So your professional tasks are going to be the things that lead to creating income. Okay? If it's, if it's related to your business, See, the, our business is the only area of our life that brings money into the situation. All of the other areas of our life kind of allocate and spend the money, right? Absolutely, yeah. So so even if it's kids, if it's school, if it's community work, all of that in, in our for this discussion is going to go into personal projects because it's a non-professional project, okay? Okay. So we've got them split. And right there, that's where you're going to begin to break down your calendar. You know, you were talking about making sure that you've got those chunks of time where you're focused on your professional tasks. When we're looking at that, those professional chunks of time, whether it's, you know, you're working eight hours a day, five hours a day, whatever your work schedule looks like, we should only be operating from the professional task list during those chunks of time. Everything else has got to go into the personal time. Perfect. Okay? But at least now we've got it chunked down into two massive categories, professional categories and personal categories. Okay? The next thing that I will talk about, Justine, you can tell me if we have time to discuss this now or if we need to bump this to the next segment, but we, we have to talk about who's doing what and are there physically enough hours in your day to accomplish everything on this list that we just created? Because if there aren't enough hours in the day, one of two things has to happen. We either have to give up some of these things on our list or we have to buy more time. And believe it or not, it is possible to buy more time and to (laughs) to defy reality by purchasing more time. Yeah. You know what? You're so, so right about that, Allison. And I'll give you the example of how I bought more time. So I live in Long Island, which is about, you know, an hour from Manhattan. And my house is in the middle of the woods. It literally takes me 15 minutes to get to Main Street. All the men in this neighborhood love it. The women hate it because we just spend the whole day back and forth in the car. So what happened was I still have a young one who's in nursery school, and it takes seriously a good 25 minutes to get to her school. Then by the time you take out a little four-year-old and walk her into school and take off the coat and everything, I just... and. I realized it was taking an hour out of my time just to get her to school, and she's only in school for two and a half hours. I would look at my – by the time I got home, I had to go back and pick her up. And I was having lunch with my girlfriend, and I said, I just cannot run my business like this. I need to be stationed in my home. And she said to me, you know what, Josephine, my mother-in-law would be thrilled to have something to do. She's an older woman. She's about, you know, 73 years, 70, I think. And um, she's spry, and she loves children. And I'll tell you, she comes to my house. She picks up my daughter. She brings my daughter to school, and then she picks my daughter up, and she brings her home. I can't tell you, Allison, the number of hours it has given me. Nobody's in my house. I sit at my office, and I have a chunk of time with no interruptions. It is the best thing I ever did. And that is, I think, a perfect example of buying more time. 100%. Because you're buying it from her, right? The gal that's helping you, picking you, you know, picking up your daughter. And it's... 
you're buying her time, which adds the time to your total time pool. You know, and, and, and even how much time, Justin, if you had to take a gift, how much time do you think that is that you're buying from her to add to your time pool? I figured it was definitely close to 10 hours a week. I mean, that's huge. I, okay. I think it's so huge. If you're looking at that, and let's say let's say you do that 50 weeks a year. You know, you take two weeks off for, you know, holidays, whatever. You know, let's even say, yeah, let's say 50 weeks a year. So right there, 10 hours a week times 50 weeks a year, that's yeah. 500 hours you've bought, right? Absolutely, If you divide yeah. those 500 by a 40-hour work week, you just bought yourself 12 and a half extra 40-hour work weeks in your year. Wow. And you That's, divide that, I mean, that, that you know, it's let's, a quarter, let's yeah. divide that by four, you just bought three extra months of productivity to your year. Yeah. It's amazing. And Allison, it has made such a difference. I don't feel so overwhelmed, right? you know, because I know at the end of the week, I, I'm seeing all the accomplishments I'm making. I mean, right. I, it was just lost time of me being by myself driving home in the car. So I, I love that. I think that's great, great advice um, as far as buying more time. So tell us, Allison, what else, what other incredible tips do you have for us? Well, you know, I think what we've been, one of the words that is almost a, a, a taboo word, depending on, you know, the belief systems of the women that you're speaking with, but another massive word that's going to make or break the sanity and the long-term success of us as mompreneurs, if you will, mm-hmm. is the word delegation. Yes. And that's, that's where, you know, when we hit our breaking point and we realize that we can't be all things to all people all the time. Superwoman is not a real woman. <laughs> right. You're so right. We have to look at that list and go, okay, it's not realistic that everything on this list is going to get done this week or this month or this year. Something has to go. And, you know, I can be, I I can scrub a toilet better than anybody out there. I'm a perfectionist. (laughs) But guess what? I can scrub that toilet today, and by this afternoon, it's going to be dirty again. Right. And I can go to the grocery store this week, and I'm going to still need to go again next week. And I can, you know, pay, I can balance the checkbook this week and pay the bills this week, and it's going to need to be done again next month. Right. All of those things are what I call maintenance activities. They're life maintenance activities. None of those things are going to move us forward in life. Oh, Allison, I so love this. Life maintenance activities. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll talk about that. And of course, our last segment of Paying It Forward is all about wonderful business tips for our listeners. Okay, we'll be back shortly, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. 
Infant care specialist Blythe Littman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward. With Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have Allison Lamar on the phone with us here today. And, um, Allison, before we get started with the last segment, can you just please let my listeners know how they can get in touch with you, um, your website and your, your blog, the whole thing? Sure, absolutely. You can actually find all of it through my website. It's AllisonLamarOnline.com. I know that's a mouthful, but Allison has two L's and an I, and then Lamar has two R's. So A-L-L-I-S-O-N-L-A-M-A-R-R-Online.com. AllisonLamarOnline.com. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, thanks, Allison. So um, before our break... We were discussing ways that we can go from personal chaos to strategic success. And I love what you brought up, life maintenance activities. I have to tell you, Allison, I love my husband dearly, but he actually does think I am super mom, super person, super everything. And it's flattering that he thinks that. But holy moly, Allison, I am exhausted. Right, right. And it's so funny because my husband works in the restaurant industry. So he goes in and out of restaurants all the time. And like he won't even stop to eat lunch because he wants to come home and have his home cooked meal made by his wife because, you know, he says, I only like your cooking. And I'm like, oh my God, Chris, you can't put that kind of pressure on me because I'm doing everything. Right. You know, so. I love this idea of life maintenance activities. So I think I need to hand that over just a little. Take the pressure off. And tell us more about that, Allison. Uh, take the guilt away from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, one of the things that you want to look at, again, and, and this is probably going to be, you know, a, a family discussion is what are your family values? What's most important to you? You know, is 
for him is having you cook that home-cooked meal for him every single night. Like, is that one of his core most important things, or is that something that, you know, you could find a compromise on? You know, that you cook one or two meals a week, you know, fam- family dinners, and then you find other solutions for the rest of the time. Because when you look at the time it's taking you to do that, you know, it, it's cooking over and over again, and you're putting the food down the stomach. Is that really what's the most important to him, or is it the quality time together as a family? Is it sitting around the table, and are there different solutions, you know, different different means to that end? And so, but if, if you can get on the same page with our families as what are the things that are most important to us, who do we want to be as a family 10, 20 years from now? What accomplishments do we want to have celebrated together as a family? And, and what are we going to, what teamwork are we going to have to put in there to really say, okay, I'm going to sacrifice this. I'm willing to do this. Yeah, I need to step it up here. I can get rid of that. And then you don't have the guilt as superwoman of having to be all things to all people in your family and still try to run a business empire at the same time. Yeah, I love it, Allison. That's great advice. And I'll tell you, what you have inspired me to do is I'm going to come up with that plan. I'm going to sit down with my husband. I'm going to talk about that 20-year family plan. I'm going to do a business plan. And I'm also going, or I'm going to perfect my business plan. I already have that. And then I want to do a personal plan. I want to say 20 years from now, what do I want to do that's going to make me really proud of who I turned out to be, who I I am, who I turned out to be when I grew up, I guess, something like that else. Well, because we're all all still working to dream of who we want to be when we grow up, you know, and it's it's fun that we don't ever have to get rid of that. But, you know, when we're talking about just being moving from, you know, personal chaos to strategic success and looking at this plan, you know, I, I think what I would love to, to wrap up with today is what I, I call it your eight lanes of life. Oh, And this I like is what that. I believe becomes your roadmap to move from personal chaos to strategic success in life and business. You know, we're talking about living a life you love, living your dream life. How do you, how do you create your dream life? You schedule it. You live it on a daily basis. But here are the eight lanes. You've got your your spiritual life, your family life, your career. You have personal development. You know, that would be your, your education. And I don't mean diplomas hanging on the wall, but I'm talking about the books you read, the CDs you listen to, the arenas invest, you invest your time, your own personal growth. Then your fifth lane is your physical health. Lane six is your financial health. Lane seven is your social life. And lane eight is your community. And if you look at each of these eight lanes and you ask yourself, this is where you break down your 20-year vision. Who do I want to be in this lane 20 years from now? What do I need to do in this lane of my life so that I can look back and feel pleased, proud, and satisfied with who I have become. Oh, wow. And then you break that down into your 10, 5, and 1-year plans. And, and that's when we begin to realize some of our lanes, we are, you know, you heard me say earlier, it's impo- it can be challenging to hit a moving target, but it's darn near impo- uh, impossible to hit an invisible one. We realize Absolutely. that we don't have a target 
in each of these lanes. And so we're just floating through life. Some of our lanes are conflicting with the other, and we need to get them all moving in one direction. And when we can put this on paper, then we can begin to align the decisions we make with becoming this person as opposed to just going, huh, I'm not sure if I'm there yet. Wow. That is, that's so inspirational. I'll tell you, Allison, I love this because this is our roadmap to life, our roadmap to success. And you yep. laid it out for us so clearly. So I so appreciate sharing sharing that knowledge and paying it forward. So Allison, we just have a few minutes left to our show. Um, I'd love for you to share with us like your your top three business tips um, yep. that have really helped you become the successful person that you really are. Absolutely. I'll share them with you, and then I'll elaborate on them with however much time that we have left. Josephine, is that fair? That's perfect. It's about five minutes. Okay, perfect. Number one would be start with the end in mind. You heard me say it, and I, I've built my entire life around it because we can then work backward to put the plan in place. So whatever you're doing, personally, professionally, in every endeavor, start with what do I want the end result to be? Then everything we do, we can make sure is moving us in that direction and there's no wasted time, energy, or effort going in any other direction. It becomes your filter for every decision you make. Number two is know your numbers. And again, we, you know, we, we've already mentioned this briefly, but like we talked about, when you learn to work the numbers, it takes emotion out of the equation. We're no longer making a decision based on how we feel about it in the moment. Yeah, We're I making the decision based on the objectivity. Yeah, I, I agree with that so much, Allison. I just want to add one tiny little thing. Yeah. If we delegate our paperwork and our QuickBooks to an accountant and the accountant does the work for us, what I would really suggest that I think is so important is maybe at least once a month at a minimum once a quarter, you really should sit down with that accountant and make sure you know every single number that is associated with your general ledger or just go through your numbers and have your accountant educate you on it and ask a lot of questions because that's the only way you're really going to get to know every single number that is associated with your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a difference between... um, you know, delegating it and losing it. I mean, you don't want to completely lose sight of reality by delegating your, you know, the, the work. You want to oversee it and that those checks and balances of that monthly appointment and that check-in session is critical. It keeps you locked in to what's going on with your situation. Yeah, yep. very key. So, and, very and, you know, I'm talking, too, about the numbers of, you know, working your business, the, the volume you need to be doing, the you know, what, what kind of work is it going to take to create the results you want? You know, there's, there's so many numbers at play there. And remember, like I told you, I'm not a naturally wired numbers person. I mean, that, that took a lot of skill development right. for me to study that. But it's so important because the numbers pay the bills, and the numbers are what create your bottom line. 
Yeah, you're so right. And you know who is big on this? Nell Merlino, who is, um, she's the founder of the Count Me In organization and the Make Mine a Million Dollar Business. And she was a presenter at the conference I was at. And, you know, Allison, it was the first time that I sat in that audience and I took out my calculator and I have um, my Glovies product. And my Glovies cost $4.99 per package. And I did something funny. I picked up my calculator and I put a million dollars in and I divided it by $4.99 to figure out how many of these little packages do I have to sell in order to make my $1 million. And then all of a sudden, I started to break it down to say, you know what? I can do that. If I do so many, if I sell this number in the next year, you know, I'll be that much closer. And I do think it really does help to play with your numbers as well as know them. Yep. All right, Allison, you have time for one more of your fabulous tips. Beautiful. The last one is know your time. You got to know where your time is going. Are you spending your time or are you investing your time? You spend it, you can't get it back. You invest it and there's a payoff. So it's so critical to be aware of the difference between the two. Oh, my gosh. That, that is really, really powerful. So are you spending it or are you investing it? And investing is going to make it come back. All right. right. So, so Allison, um, can you tell us how can we get to your um, Digging It Deeper series? If, if you go to my website, AllisonLamarOnline.com, there's a tab at the top that says Digging Deeper. If you click on that, it takes you to the blog, the series, everything that I do related to Digging Deeper there. And it's all about... Digging deeper in life to rise above mediocrity and create a life of true excellence. I I have to tell you, it really is a powerful, powerful, um, all the information in that had helped me personally. So I strongly recommend everyone to go to Allison Lamar's um, website for that. But Allison, I just want to say how much I appreciate you being a guest on Paying It Forward. And I hope you'll be back for a return visit because we've learned so much from you today. Thanks, Allison. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week, we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,